0: From home repair to remodeling, this is making your home great. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPCF. We are live at the Jim Graham building, North Carolina State Fairgrounds. We'd love to have you out here. By the way, traffic was not a big deal, was it? No. No. Joel, Joel Worsham of Comfort First. Heating is here. I punched into the GPS. And it took me, you know, it it avoided the traffic problem, avoided the closed roads, which makes sense. Right. You come in on Trinity Road, you're coming in an unfamiliar area to the fairgrounds, but, you know, thousands of people have already made that trek this weekend. Um, we We are at the Jim Graham building where the Southern Ideal Home Show is going on. Joel Worsham is here from Comfort First Heating and Cooling. Joel, every time the bad, every time the bad weather arrives,
1: you think about I, me. I think about you guys. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you think about me. I think about that too. I, I'm, I'm kind of a gloomy guy. I love bad weather.
0: <laughs> I got, I got probably three inches of rain in 15 and a half minutes.
1: Well, at my house. Yeah. Last night I was working the home show. Uh, yesterday yeah. I left about 6:30, and uh, I'ma tell you it was a uh, it was a challenge driving home. Uh, a lot of rain, lightning, right. uh, very, very dark. Uh, it reminded me of last weekend, Easter weekend. Uh, we had some really massive storms come through uh, yeah. Friday night and Saturday. Yeah. Uh, I was cooking out Saturday night in the rain for family for our Easter celebration. That's too uh, much. But yeah, well, dedication, you know. Good but you. you know what was funny? It was nice on Easter Sunday. Beautiful weather. But do you know we had power outages that were yeah. 12 hours long here in central North Carolina on that Easter holiday? Uh, on the
0: Easter holiday? On the Eastern holiday. Was this following the rainstorm? Following the
1: storms. Right. Uh, there was a, a major power outage that uh, was like North Sanford uh, all the way up towards the uh, Apex Carry area. And uh, we had a lot of generators running. Yeah. And uh, everything worked well. Customers were texting, uh, hey, we had family coming over for yeah. Easter Easter celebration and we didn't have power but we kept on ticking because the generator was running
0: all right talk to me about the the, the fact you, we got a couple of different divisions here comfort first heating and cooling correct has a plumbing division
1: it has a full-time plumbing division
0: clearly it has heating and cooling that clearly heating and
1: cooling core market to begin with correct and then generator and then generator division full staff full service uh residential light commercial whole home generators yeah uh, that is a uh, our second largest division in our company at, as of right now obviously HVAC is our, our larger division right. uh, our our corporate office is in uh, Lee County and Sanford yeah uh, we service the Raleigh Durham Fayetteville markets we also have offices in uh, Concord Matthews Hickory and we are now opening an office in Winston-Salem uh, in, in a next month. We have an office in Jacksonville. Wow. And we have an office in uh, Nagsit. So we cover the whole state.
0: That is excellent. Mm-hmm. I, the other thing I was thinking of, you know what happened in Orlando this past week, that the rain came down so much that they, they had to close the airport. Yeah. A big, flat piece of land, and they had flooding. to close it yeah. because of the flooding. Yes. When you guys put in something at the beach, mm-hmm. do you suggest putting it up on stilts?
1: It's not a suggestion. It's a regulation. If you're in a flood zone, no matter if you're doing HVAC work or a generator, it has to be over the flood level. And, it does. And and, and, on, and that is, when you're doing a generator, you have to make sure that that flood stand is rated for a gas combustion appliance. And sure. And it doesn't need to just sit on wood like your air, HVAC air conditioners do when you see them at the beach. yeah. But you'll be surprised how many contractors or generator guys are actually putting them on wood stands with a wood floor. Yeah. Um, you need to have some type of a fire break between a combustible source and that generator. That is one of those uh, uh, details that you have to pay attention to if you're actually talking to a customer and, and, and moving forward with that project down there. All right,
0: we're going to talk more with Joel Worsham in this hour from Comfort First Heating and Cooling. If you want to call and talk to Joel, you can at 919-860-9783. Uh, we are live at the Jim Graham building. You know, come on, stop on by and see us. We also have a guest at, this, at the booth, Alan Jones from Pro Green Landscape
2: Solution. How you doing, Alan? Very well, sir. And you? What do you guys do? So we do everything from... Uh, design, install, and then the aftercare.
0: You mean landscape and hardscape? Correct. So, if I want a small retaining wall or a big retaining wall put in, yes, sir. you guys are the ones to
2: call. Absolutely. How much experience do you guys have? Uh, Pro Green has been in business for about eight years, um, but we have a have a dedicated team that that has many years of experience with all different facets of this.
0: So can i my wife right now is at a greenery shop she's she's in a nursery i know this because she said oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna stop by that place while i'm while you're at the home show if she picks out a couple of decent sized trees can i just pick up the phone and have you guys do it yes sir all right how about this i got a I got an area of the yard that's not quite level i i've told the story in the the, the show i got a a seven and a half foot hole for an eight-foot septic tank okay I don't know how they figured it out this way but basically there's a big step down from where the septic is to a patio I need a wall Okay, you do this yes sir can I get a water fixture a water. can I do water fixture absolutely
2: yeah so basically the goal is to be able to look at the overall site conditions, yeah. and then from there we can determine what the, what the necessary setback would be, the height, the design, the brick, all the pavers, yeah. like how you want to go about doing it. But we have to look at the overall site conditions initially and then be able to determine from there, come up with a plan, and then be able to execute from there. There was a moment in my life I thought, well, this is easy. It's just
0: block on top of block.
1: It's not. <laughs> a little more to it than that. No,
0: I mean, in a way it is. They'll tell you at the home center, yeah, oh, you just buy, buy a couple of pallets worth and we'll deliver them and then you just carry them. Those guys are heavy. But the other thing is, the element of scale matters. Because I've seen some walls that were built with blocks that were just too small correct and they and you needed to be bigger well, or the converse that they, they built the wall it's a two and a half foot thing and yeah they, they built it with
2: blocks that were way too big it's an art it really is and you know whether it's design or the or the specific product that you end up using it's an art and and to be able to look at that site and to be able to envision what that is and be able to satisfy your expectations there's a there's a lot of detail that goes in into that and like you said you could pile up some pavers or stone or whatnot and you know whatnot but but there is an art to it there is a there is a design aspect to it to make it flow with the property and looking at the dynamics of the drainage Mm -hmm. and how it's going to tie into the turf and whether or not you want to you want to have an area where the dogs can get all the mud off their feet before they come into the house you know, oh, and all those types of things that'd
0: be
1: great yeah, i always love seeing the the retaining walls or the landscapes that homeowners do it themselves and it looks good the first 12 months yeah and then you go back about two years later and you're driving by and you see that retaining wall and it's pushed over right it's bulb you know it's bulged out uh it's compacted Yep.
2: correct yeah
1: and 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 people think that just retaining the wall stack and block but you got to think also about drainage and compaction and and how that wall is going to stay there forever and so uh that's just some factors that i've always noticed that yeah the box stores you can do it yourself but it's good for now but it's not going to be that good forever and we've talked on this show at one time in my life
0: i would buy things and then pick up the phone to the handyman okay there are times in your life you do that and maybe when I had my old house, I would do that frequently until I bought the services of a handyman who was not especially talented at the one job I hired him for. And,
2: you know, I'm stuck with him. Jack of all trades and master of none.
0: I, I had a guy he's a great fella. Up until the point where the he wired up the lights and they sparked, I was okay with him doing everything in my house, including the trees. We we live over in Johnston County, and I don't know whether you've ever tried to dig a hole in Johnston County. Um, apparently, Johnston County is three quarters
2: cement.
0: <laughs> that's what it was that we're trying to, to put trees in. Then the other thing is, we put trees on the leach field. Can you tell me why that's a bad idea?
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, trees have roots. <laughs> so, with the roots, the roots are going to seek out the water yeah. and and um, uh, specialized water, especially yes. with, oh, within yeah. a leach field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Fertilized so, water. And, yeah. Like you said, a lot of the soils around here are a challenge, and the goal is, if you are going to be installing trees and shrubs, is that you want to create those site conditions which are optimal for that plant. All right. And. Now you're a plant guy. Yes, sir. You're you're a botanist. Uh, I'm an I'm an arborist. Arborist. Okay. Yes, I'm sorry. You're yeah.
0: an arborist. You know we don't want to get in the middle of that
2: conversation. <laughs> I'm not a, I, hey, Tell me what an arborist does. So an arborist is is somebody that is focused on uh, tree and shrub care. Yeah. Um, uh, the goal is to be able to identify the specific needs and requirements for individual species of plant material, because ideally a landscape is you are trying to manufacture an environment yes, uh, and, you know, have it grow around whether it's foundation plantings or planting beds. And a lot of times the soils are not ideal. Most of the times the soils are not ideal. Yeah. and. You know, they we we have new new building sites, and the and the builders come in and they grade off all the good stuff. Yes, they do, and, and leave us with a clay pot to be able to try to grow plant material in. Joel's shaking his head that you've seen this happen.
1: It's everywhere. They I mean. did
2: this. They did this in my
0: neighborhood. They yes. literally came across Just three different yards. Yep. They needed to make a berm. Okay, probably need some berm. You could either. Order away for material, yeah. or you just scrape it off everybody's yard. Right, that's what they did. They left us nothing but.
1: If you're looking, red clay. If you're looking like at, uh, like my house for instance, I just built a house two years ago. I have some evergreens that are, they're they're finally growing. Yeah, that's going to be my separation for my neighbors that are you know next lot over yep. Yep. screening um, plants. Yeah, screening yeah. plants. But I have you know, the typical pine trees that are are there. Yeah. Yeah. And they're nice, I guess, but there's no color. And my wife is always wanting color, you know. But I I face the problem because I have a leech field and I'm like Amen. really, really scared yep. of what tree to, to put there. Right. Uh, and I wanna I wanna put something that's in with those pine trees. That's gonna be far enough away from my leech field, I believe. And my wife comes to me and I'll use this as an example. She comes to me and lays this down. She said, I saw this all over the interstate. It's beautiful right now. It's purple yeah. and yeah, yeah, and Where I look it? it's with, with, wisteria. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and so I googled it, and I was like, "Whoa, that is not something I want to plant here because that's very invasive." Invasive, correct? And it's also going to. It's pretty. It's smells beautiful, good. and it's also going to really, really hurt my septic field, my leach field. Right? Yeah. So, is there a tree that we could plant in the woods? You know, it's woods. It's yeah. pine trees. It's it's brush. I mean, is there something back there that we could plant? It's going to be hundred 200 feet away from my leech field that I can eventually see bloom and, and have some color back in there
2: yeah so within within a wooded area you want to factor in plants that are typically understory trees right. so like uh, redbud, re- red, red buds red buds and dogwoods, you yeah. know flowering mm-hmm. uh, early early season flowering plants they are they whenever you're looking into the wood line yeah. they are the understory trees yes. that have a showy interest with their flowers right. so the goal with that is that you can i always say where where do you sit the most you know yeah. so if, if if you're on your back deck and you want to have have that yeah. view yeah i would say sit sit there and we're going to walk down through and we'll we'll plant a flag in the ground and say this is where i want to be able to look at it and 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 see it from where i sit the most yeah and a lot of times that even goes into like screening options you know if like there's a road behind you and you want to have some evergreens to break it up during the winter time you know you can put in some hemlocks which start off as an understory plant and then eventually be able to to succeed within that within that stand so so there are options but Knowing the plant material, knowing what grows in shade versus part sun or yeah. full sun, knowing what works within our our area, you know that's that's where where we understand that concept, and, and that even parlay's in into the landscape plants. Where's your width? Where's
0: your booth in this? Uh, Seven forty one. Seven forty one down. The, we're in the main Jim Graham Building at the North Carolina State Fairgrounds. 740 something what are you <laughs>
2: near uh we are down at the end we have a pergola and a, and a whole bunch of plant material and oh, yeah down there that's oh you right. got a great oh man you guys went big oh yeah
0: oh all right it looks great all right alan jones from pro green landscape solutions thank you yes sir we almost set up at your place honestly i walked through and i said man that's where i want to be <laughs> <laughs> i want to yeah, be surrounded huh? yeah, all right we should have. Yeah. We should have. That's all right. We're at the Jim Graham Building. I don't know what number we're at, but you just ask anybody where the WPTF booth is. They'll find you. Joel Worsham is here from Comfort First Heating and Cooling. And Alan Jones from Pro Green Landscape Solutions. Alan, thank you.
2: Yes, sir. Thank all right, you very take much.
0: Take care. We are at the Jim Graham Building, North Carolina State Fairgrounds. Love to see you here on Making Your Home Great. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Live from the Jim Graham building, North Carolina State Fairgrounds. Dave Alexander with Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. And Alan Jones of Pro Green Landscape Solutions. Hanging out for an hour here talking about trees and generators. Let's talk about generators. Let's talk about generators. All right. So we know the need because the lights go out every now and then. Mm Mm-hmm. When we've established that yeah, I'd like to have a backup for my electrical power, what's the next step? Obviously I call you when you come out and take a look at my house.
1: Yeah, so we would come out to your house, we would do a site evaluation. Uh, we would also do a, a load calculation. That's gonna determine uh, what's the what's the demand that we need to fulfill yeah. with the generator. Uh, we're gonna see what your what your needs are. You yeah. know. Uh, our generators are now sized accordingly that we can handle HVAC we can handle uh, cooking needs we can handle your 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 yeah. internet needs um, but we can full, fully function that house okay, okay. now uh, one thing I will say is you know we're in a we're in an era where we have power grid problems okay yeah, amen and generators used to be just Thought of those 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 customers that you know have that band you know that uh, God foreseen a ton of money yes to, yes. to install one more middle class people now are putting generators in than ever before right because okay? they're they're affordable right uh, they're they're larger capacity generators at a lower price uh, and we're seeing more and more need for them at at home because we're going to have more and more sustained power outages sure what we saw Christmas Eve. Yeah. It's just what's to come, okay. Uh, you, that's why you're seeing solar pushed really hard. You're yeah. seeing other energy sources, but if you're, you could still, if you have solar, you can still have a generator. Um, there, there's things that we do to, that both of them work well together. Uh, solar is a short-term um, need or a short, t- short-term uh, yeah. a product that is going to get you through a power outage, but it's not a long-term solution.
0: I can't really. Well, maybe I can. Can I run my HVAC uh, on a sunny day off of solar power?
1: Well, there's some HVAC systems you can run off of solar. Okay. It depends on what – I mean, you may not be able to run all of them, but you can probably run one for a few hours. Uh, Right. The generators we put in, I'll just use this as an example. Again, Easter Sunday, last Sunday, um, we had that customer who had two HVAC systems running for air conditioning that day. And – Two wall ovens, a well pump and a septic <laughs> pump, and a house full of 12 people. And everything was running.
0: He was inviting the neighbors over yep. to take a shower.
1: Yeah. And, and, and
0: just, come on, watch me boil some water on the stove.
1: And and nowhere near a price tag that you would think. Right. Okay. So, uh, and we installed his generator last summer. Uh, and so this was his very first experience for a sustained power outage. Sure. And love it. You know, so that's an example. I have a house in Pinehurst that's uh, forty nine hundred square foot with yeah. a swimming pool, two Good. five ton heat pumps, five yeah. ton air handlers, uh, with with uh, with ten kW heat strips and one of them fifteen kW in the other. We had a generator run seven days straight uh, with no until power was restored. No problems whatsoever. So and, and
0: we all we all want. Uh, People to understand that when Joel says, I have a house in Pinehurst,
1: not me, a customer. Yeah, it's a (laughs) customer. I have a customer, yeah.
0: You don't have a house that big? No. (laughs) In Pinehurst? No. (laughs) You don't? All right. All right. Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling is here along with Alan Jones from Pro Green Landscape Solutions. Alan, this is the beginning of the hot season. I mean, this is a beautiful day. People are coming. Getting out, and they're planting things. I had about a fifty percent kill ratio on my trees, in part because I bought in the hot season. Should I buy trees now?
2: So the the uh, thought process is is the goal is typically fall planting for for plant material. Yeah. Um, You we also do do like spring planting as well. The goal is to try to minimize the amount of stress that you're putting on these plants technically you, you can plant anything at any time but there's a lot of care that goes into i got to water into it correct so now
0: that was my problem all right hang on hang on just a second alan jones from prograin landscape solutions is here joel Worsham of comfort first heating and cooling and you could be on the show too even if you're not at the jim graham building North Carolina State Fairgrounds, call us up, 860-9783, on Making Your Home Great. Making Your Home Great, FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. It's a live broadcast from the Jim Graham Building, North Carolina State Fairgrounds, with Making Your Home Great, Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling, and we're talking plants with Alan Jones from Pro Green Landscape Solutions. Alan, I made a mistake. I bought a bunch of trees and I just put them in, a, plunked them in the ground. I did it in some cases in the fall because I realized that, you know, I, I needed to do that. All right, so I put them in the ground and then I left them, and that didn't that didn't work. I really need to take care of these trees, don't I?
2: Correct. So, a lot of times there's. Oh. So, a, typically, a lot of folks will put stuff in the ground yeah. and then walk away from it. Yes. Um. With the soils that that we have here, with knowing how to properly plant your plant material yeah. is a, is a critical component. Um, there's a lot of factors involved with planting depths and. Width of the of the planting hole and what you're amending the soil with right. and everything like that, um, but with that comes the aftercare and that's one thing that separates us from a lot of other companies is that we want to protect your investment. Yes, and uh, a, a lot of times folks want to want to make their outside look great and they want to get things established and um there's a there's a lot of root rot issues right. um a lot of a lot of drainage issues and all that can be addressed early on to try to have the best success rate for your plant material
0: there's no drainage in my yard there's just none I uh, guess the water comes down and then eventually it seeps away but it's really much it's like you're planting in concrete yeah you know and a lot of people I know are like that I had a house in Fuquay Varina. we played basketball in the front yard I mean, honestly, it was on a nice sunny day. It was like cement. It truly was. What's wrong with our soil? What would you have to do to, to really improve the soil to put in plants or shrubbery?
2: So a lot of this is, is primarily clay, which, yeah. you, which you referenced earlier yes. with, the, with the concrete. And uh, the goal is to add organic matter to the soil. Um, that helps to open up the pore space within the soil. It helps to allow the root system to be able to get established right. in the ground. Um, so, th- whether it's a foundation planting where the builder piled up a lot of the refuse up against the house, yeah. and I mean, God knows what you're getting into whenever you whenever you're in there. You know, we 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 pull out a lot of the poor yeah. soil, add the yeah. good soil, because it's a it's important for us to be able to make sure that what we do is successful so sure. we have now a whole plant healthcare care division um, so the goal is to be able to you know design install right. and then right. take care of your plant material afterwards and
0: you're kind of sure of what will grow in what soil conditions and correct. environmental conditions
2: correct you know uh, you know whether it's a it's a shade plant or or a full sun plant we understand all that right. and and help to curtail the de- design and the install portion of that to your property. So it isn't just a cookie cutter, builder special, slam stuff in and yeah. that's what it is. You know, th- there's there's a process. They are living things. And the goal is to be able to manage those living things to have a higher success rate.
0: All right. That's Alan Jones from ProGreen Landscape Solutions. Uh, you go you stop by their booth talk to Wally say hey Wally where'd Alan go
2: <laughs> just it'd be fun because
0: you know he's you left him alone
2: <laughs> he said
0: yeah I'm gonna go do the radio until Dave doesn't need me anymore he'll I'll stay right okay Hour two of the show by the way we've got Rhonda Benby Plummer who I guess he's doing some presentations here she's with help me Rhonda interiors and Tanya Wicker Hunt and Julie Wicker crisco of Wicker Square at Colwell Banker Howard Perry in Walston. Joel Worsham of Comfort First Eating and Cooling. How do you estimate how much I need for a generator? Well, do, you, do you ask me questions about what I need want to run?
1: I'm going to ask you what are your most important needs. Okay. Air
0: conditioning. <clears throat> Amen. Could be Eating. air conditioning. Could air be conditioning.
1: could be a breathing machine, could be water, could yeah. be a septic, could be everything, right? Yeah. We determine the generator that you need by simply listening to what you want. Okay. Right. Uh, most of our generators end up being whole home generators because by the time we do uh, individualized essential circuit uh, capacity panels, uh, yeah. you're only just a few dollars more away from having the whole home. You know, so it for convenience. We can do a whole home. We use load management technology on some of the heavy appliances. Yes. That's basically a, a stage time clock mechanism. Okay. Uh, okay, that's just a timer uh, that certain things come on in, in certain uh, priority orders. I don't
0: need the refrigerator plugged in and running and pulling power all the time.
1: Well you're gonna have your refrigerator plugged in all the time. Okay. All right. I, I'm I'm talking what are about the other things? I'm talking about water heater. Oh all yeah. Right, here's another one. Your dryer. Yeah. It's yeah, not I'm a gonna... it's not a top priority, right? No. Yeah. But it may be a need. Right, especially you have a lot of small children in the house and you're right. doing a lot of laundry Right, but why can't we use that energy that's just sitting there whenever you need it sure. and apply it to your stove or apply it to your second floor air conditioner but when you do need that dryer the generator will sense it and they'll shut one device off automatically and turn the other device on
0: here's what I want to avoid I went and, and did the only handyman work I ever did in my life which was on the top floor the bonus room and I had an air conditioner in the window, and every time I got the skill saw going, it shut off the air conditioner. Right. Lights went totally out. I go down two floors,
1: turn the breaker back. Turn on. the
0: breaker, come back up, and then yeah. screw the thing up again. I don't want that.
1: Charlie. No, that's that's a total different situation altogether. These are these are. Uh, interconnected devices that we hardwire into the circuit. Yes, and they're just time clocks. They just bring stuff on in stages. Right. Okay, and I'm talking about within five minutes. Yeah. Of a power outage, they're going to bring stuff on in stages, bring the right. in, in, individual appliances. Uh, and with that technology, that gives a most generator companies. Yes. When they do their load evaluation, they're not they're oversizing the load for that generator. Okay. And so what will happen is that one specific time, that one time when yeah. it's cold or when it's hot and everything hits that electrical circuitry at one time yeah. and that generator is going to fault out, what we do is we put these mechanisms in so the mechanisms actually sense that that load is coming on, and they're just going to take a brief break. Right. The generator just keeps on trucking, the lights never cut off, the freezer never cuts off, the refrigerator never cuts off, the water never cuts off, because that's never going to be a load management device. Because we're going to want that water to run if you're sure. in a shower, that sure. you can finish taking your shower. Or if you're washing a load of clothes, you're not messing that washing machine up, you're going to be able to ro- run that water. Right. If, I, if I'm on a well. yeah. You, do, you don't. I don't trust that. Thing That's 100% down. load
0: factor. 100%. Yeah. That's the basic stuff. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Joel Worsham is with Comfort First Heating and Cooling. We're talking about generators. You're here. You know what I'm thinking I'm going to do? What's that? I'm going to call your competitor. I'm going to have them do a load management on my house.
1: A load then, calculation, yeah. A load
0: calculation. Then I'm going to have you come out.
1: It's very comparable.
0: Is it very comparable?
1: Yeah. We have to all because generator installations require permits. Yes. 99% of the inspection jurisdictions require a load calculation on site.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. They're going to validate, they should. Yeah. They should <laughs> validate that you as an electrician did the proper procedures. Right. Okay. Now, when I say there's companies out there that are putting 5, 10, 15 generators in a week, okay? Yeah. yeah. And we go through there, and we see them, and they're in the same neighborhoods, and yeah. we're doing an installation, and we're pretty we're pretty efficient, okay? And we're putting all these devices in, and they're just walking out the door with a, a, a generator installed and a gas line connected, and they're done. There is no way. They're running that generator at 100%, okay? Now, here's what else a lot of you, people do.
0: Are you telling me that they undersold,
1: that is, they they gave me a generator wasn't big enough no i'm saying that they are potentially potentially okay. yeah going to have an over problem okay. with that generator it's going to shut down okay they will correct it once they come out okay it, because all you gotta do is turn the generator off turn it back on and it'll start back up yeah i'm not interested in doing that myself <laughs> you see what i'm saying yeah so what we try to do for gas efficiency in other words especially with propane we're yeah. trying to load that generator to where it runs at like a 60 to 80% capacity. Okay. Because the if we can get you at a 60 to 80% capacity of demand, yeah, we're going to give you more days, more hours on that propane tank. Yeah. If yeah. you're running at a, it's just like your car. If you're going Amen. up the if you're going up in Boone or and you're going up that mountain, yes. and you're you're running 3600 RPMs to pull that truck and van up there yes. full of everybody, you're you're running more fuel. Versus I got, going to the beach and just sitting there on cruise control. I
0: got a four-cylinder car, with a speedometer that goes 140 miles an hour. Yeah. Now the car has never gone 140, but I should have no reason to run the tachometer up to 7,000, and the yes. car 140.
1: Right. So you want to you want to size the generator for the demand of the need that you're putting it in. Yeah. If that means you go to a liquid cool generator, an industrial-grade generator, so be it. If yeah. that means that, I mean, in other words, you're not putting a 12 kW generator in or, or a small or 16 kW generator in, and the house, at, at normal operation, yeah. runs 22 kW. It's not okay. going it well, may, to may work. It may work a couple of times during a power outage. Sure, yeah, yeah. But it just takes that one time where everything hits the electrical situation at the same time the air conditioning, the stove, and the dryer comes on at the same time. Right. You're at 20, 24 kW, that generator's going to shut down. And
0: you avoid that by doing
1: what? I avoid that by calculating the load correctly and using the load management devices that are uh, part of the generator installation. Right. And I also size the gas line to handle the accommodation. If I have to amp up or, or, or rev up that engine, yeah. then I'm not starving it with a low, a smaller gas line and less fuel.
0: Okay. All right. This, in other words, Joel, what we've learned is this is far more complicated than just buying an Evinrude that plugs into the side of my house.
1: Abs- absolutely. This it's- is This is a <laughs> mechanical, gas, electrical, engineer yeah. project.
0: Yes. And you've got all the talent, including the electrical, in your division.
1: Everything is in our division, the, yeah. me, the gas mechanical is in the generator division, the yeah. gas line, the guys that just do gas sizing, gas lines, yeah. the electrical, the generator technicians, all that is in, our, in, in the generator division. Yeah. And what's different from us to a lot of our competitors out there is it's all done by comfort first employees. None of our work is subbed out to other contractors. Amen. So you're dealing with the person that came out to your house, that's the company you're dealing with through the whole entire project.
0: All right, very good. Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. You are not in the Jim Graham building, you're in the I'm in they the call, Annex. They call it the Annex. I call it the Annex. <laughs> and a lot of people, a lot of people would say, well, it's the building right next to the Jim Graham building, yeah. connected by the by the walkway, By the Breezeway, yeah. By the Breezeway. Yeah. So, all right. Joel Worsham, Comfort First Heating and Cooling. Also here, been awful quiet for a little bit. Uh, Alan Jones from Pro Green Landscape Solutions. Hello, Alan. Hello, sir. Um, what can I put in with without a, a lot of fuss? I mean, we forget to water all the time. What can I put in right now? Can I put in some brush, some shrubs? Uh,
2: absolutely can, can put in plant material now. Yeah. Um, uh, we're doing a lot of turf installations as well, uh, yeah. w- warm season versus cool season grass. And then with that, we also uh, uh, offer the whole maintenance Package with that, so we do a lot of the preventative maintenance, um, the overall property maintenance, um, and then that also parlays now into the plant healthcare aspect of it. So there's a lot of insect disease pressure yeah. associated with specific plant material, as well as warm versus cool season grasses.
0: We we had the neighbor right next to us get tired of her two ton grass in our development. The came through and once they dug the the foundations maybe the once they dug the ditches they came in with a spray and we can see fifteen feet in from the road it's one type of grass. Okay. After that point it's something different. She got tired of the two tone because one's Bermuda and one's fescue. It was just it was terrible, it was a terrible look. But we're all stuck with it. She went in and put in turf is this now a good time to put in turf
2: you mean sod sod sorry so we're we're at the end of the window for the for the cool season which would be the fescue yeah um uh so now it would either be waiting until fall to aerate and overseed with, right with that cool season the warm season's coming up so uh we can we can we can absolutely put down turf uh with the with the with the warm season grasses like the like the bermuda bermuda yep
0: and is Bermuda the one that turns uh, a lovely beige in the wintertime? <laughs> yes, it does, yes. Because that's what we got. We've got beige for the first 15 feet from the road, and then it turns into something else. Correct. All right. We've got Alan Jones from Pro Green Landscape Solutions educating us on the subject of trees and grasses. Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. Why do they sound so funny today? Well, it's because we're at the Jim Graham building at the North Carolina State Fairgrounds. You want to stop on by and see us? We're in here in the main building. Um, ask anybody. We're uh, Gosh, we're at the corner of just look for the Good Feet store. They got a bigger sign than we do, but ours is pretty impressive. Look for the Good Feet store. We're right next to them. It's a fun day if you want to go shopping for old stuff you know the flea market there's a lot of people there and you want to come inside it's hopping. the Jim Graham building North Carolina State Fairgrounds the Southern ideal uh, home show Joel Worsham and Alan Jones here on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF <laughs> FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF this is making your home great. Next caller gets a High Park gift certificate The High Park Bar & Grill, Whitaker Mill Road in Raleigh. Our number is 919-860-9783. If you're gonna call in, uh, remember when you do get on the show that we're sort of in the Jim Graham building, or actually in the Jim Graham not sort of, but we're in the Jim Graham building, so you might have to speak up for old Dave uh, doing the Boomer Show here. With Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling, hey, you come up with a question for Joel about generators, or Alan Jones from ProGreen Green, Pro Green Landscape Solutions, uh, we'll give you that gift certificate. 919-860-9783. So, Joel, the industry has has it has it gone 21st century? I mean, are you on smartphones now? Where homeowner knows when their generator kicked in because their phone wiggles in their hand?
1: Yeah, so our generators are uh, currently uh, Wi-Fi monitored yeah. uh, with apps as well as apps for our uh, notifications. Yeah. Uh, so we, we know what's going on with your generator uh, pretty quickly. Uh, Do you have mid- a, computer,
0: a computer monitor with a map?
1: I have a computer monitor with a map. It actually alerts me where power outages are happening now. Right now across the state, so we yeah. can actually see when, uh, where that weather cell is running to, so we can see where generators are going to start firing off. We can see when generators are exercising. We can see when uh, low battery alarms when right. the generator's just sitting there and not doing anything. Uh, we can see when it's time to add oil. All that's done through our generators. All right.
0: I, I want hands free. I don't want to worry about it. I want yeah. Joel and his compatriots to worry about. Yeah, we'll this. worry about it for you. You take care of it yes. for me. Yes. When when the lights flicker, and and I lose power totally, the sensation is what? The lights go out, and then they come back on?
1: Less than a minute, you're on the generator. Yeah. Less than a minute. So within eight seconds, that generator is going to start. And then within 15 to 30 seconds after that, you're going to have transfer. That's when the house goes off the utility onto the generator. uh, And then, boom, you're on the generator. So it doesn't matter if you have a power outage, it's 15 minutes or... Five days, ten days, whatever. Yeah, if within a minute you're going to have lights.
0: Suppose for a moment we are in one of those extended periods. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm honestly I got to admit I'm not in the middle of the city. Right. I'm in rural America, and they don't get
1: to me right away. Right. What if I am out for three days in a row?
0: Do you have to come out? And...
1: Well, if you are in a sustained out, a power outage and you yeah. have your maintenance program through us, uh, we'll actually monitor your generator and we'll come out within that twelve hours. Every twelve hours of that runtime, yeah, check the oil level in that generator, make sure it's running running properly. Uh, we'll actually uh, kind of see where your generator load is running. Yeah, if we need to tweak anything, we'll come out and do that. But if you have a sustained power outage, that also that's one of the factors to to taking consideration when you're sizing the size of your generator to make sure that you're accommodating for that length of time
0: okay and and joel it's funny because i i tell you the things i don't want to worry about and you tell me the things that you take care of Mm -hmm. they immediately then go into my brain and i start worrying about them you're talking about oil has got to be
1: well it's a gas combustion engine it's got to have lubricant right so yeah, right. it's going to burn oil, right? Uh, just like your lawnmower does, just like your car does. Yeah, these engines are small, so they have a, a small capacity of oil that's in the in the tank. Sure. Okay. Uh, depending on the, the time of the year and how hard that generator's running, right, it right. may need more oil, right? Okay. And also, you know this, just uh, as new as an engine is, right. the more oil it's going to burn to seat into the to the engine into yeah. the metal. Yeah. So. Uh, there may be, the first couple times you run, we may have to add some oil. Okay. Uh, once it gets in there, it may not need to be added, but just when, you know, if you have a sustained outage of two days or more. Yeah. Manufacturer specifications tell you to check your oil during a sustained power outage at least once a day. And these are Briggs & Stratton? We install Briggs & Stratton 10-year generators, 10-year warranty. That warranty comes from the manufacturer. It is on all the generator components. If Comfort First puts your generator in, it's on the transfer switch, it's on the modules, it's on everything at that generator installation. And The difference between Briggs & Stratton and and other competitors is this warranty is not an extended warranty, it's not a marketing tool, it's based on the model number and serial number of the unit and it's a 10 year unit from the manufacturer.
0: I should be able to squeeze more time than 10 years out of it. You're right. just talking the warranty. Just
1: the warranty. You should get 20, 25 years if you maintain it and the generator size correctly and size correctly for the load and the amount of power outages that you're going to have. Yeah. If
0: I have three acres and I get my little Briggs and Stratton, the smallest lawnmower I can get, and run it back and forth for 15 years, it'll probably wear out. Maybe. 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 Briggs & Stratton are known for being solid. On the other hand, if I buy the right lawnmower, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing with a generator.
1: Our generator engines are not engines that are specifically built for generators. They're engines that are in other applications, yeah. like for instance, that, that Briggs & Stratton Vanguard engine, it's the same engine that you'll see in other concrete mixers, uh, industrial lawnmowers. Yeah. If you get into their liquid cool engines. They're Chevrolet block engine blocks. That's what they are. They're, they're basically 4.3 liter V6 engines. Wow. So it, it's, it's not just an engine that's specifically designed for that purpose. All right.
0: Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling is here. We are live from the Jim Graham Building, North Carolina State Fairgrounds, on Making Your Home Great, FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. Alan Jones, a certified arborist. Yes, sir. What'd you have to do to get be, be certified? That's just a you
2: know, a guy who plants trees. Well, ultimately you have to go and and take a test in order to be able to, to like do that. But there is a lot of qualifications ahead of that. Yeah. Um, whether it's schooling and experience and all those factors play into even being able to be qualified yeah. to like take that test. So, um uh took that test uh, it's about twenty two years ago now. Really? Yes sir.
0: Well, he, did. he must wow. have took a well he was twelve? 15? I, was say, I, I wasn't expecting that number. You're very I kind. I was <laughs> so so you've been doing this a while. Uh, I had a, a bunch of trees in the front of my house. Oh they were wonderful blooming um, they never gave me any fruit, but they, they got the name of a fruit and they bloom every every year terrible trees. Let me just tell you, if I can think of a... Bradford pear. Bradford Pears. Oh, my word. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't didn't want to say that real loud. I was just (laughs) whispering it. (laughs) Tell me about Bradford Pears and why if your builder put in Bradford Pears, you shouldn't get to the point of really loving your Bradford Pears. Tell me why.
2: So, Bradford Pears, one of their challenges is their structure. So, the way that they grow is that all of their branches grow from a, from a central point. So yes. there's, so think about it as as when it's small, all those central points are not. It's all connected to that stem. Sure. And then as it grows in diameter, those those secondary scaffold branches grow in diameter. Yes, but that do. point of attachment remains the same. So as that becomes larger and larger and heavier and heavier, yes. Then then those branches, they have something called included bark so that means that that point of attachment remains the same but the load and that size that's why you see him split after storms all right pro green landscape solutions your number is
0: what is your number he doesn't know that's all right we'll get it on the next hour joel Worsham, comfort first heating and cooling we're all out of time. Thank you, Joel. Thank you. All right. Take care. Appreciate this it. This is you, Making Your Home Great. From home repair to remodeling, this is Making Your Home Great. Making Your Home Great on the road with Rhonda Benby, plumber of Help Me Rhonda Interiors and Tanya Wicker, Hunt of Wicker Squared at Colwell Banker, Howard Perry in Walston. Ladies, how are you? Good.
3: How are you? We're
0: good. We're
3: good. good. I'm you. glad you're both here.
0: Um, so we're Julie free today.
3: Julie is actually prepping a listing that wasn't ready, didn't yeah. have everything done. So that's what we do. You got to do what you need to do to get those listings ready she for has the client.
0: A, she has a note to not be here. It's okay if she's Yes, so she has a, absent. not
3: a doctor's note, but a real estate <laughs> note. Real estate note. That's almost
0: as good. Almost as good. So how are things in the real estate game? I mean, you know... If, it, I, I look at the news all the time, and I get conflicting um, bits of information. Are, are things you, good? Are you
3: looking at national, or are you looking at local? Oh,
0: I, I always look at local. Okay. Tell me about local.
3: Yeah, local, the market is heating up again. It has yeah. been, I think, for the past few weeks. We're seeing lots of multiple offers. We're seeing things go under contract quickly. It's got to be priced right, though. That Those days of just pricing it out the window um, did see a couple of things with, Yeah. I have seen a couple of instances where appraisals aren't quite hitting it, but right. we're still seeing people go over list price. And that is part of the reason. And because things are starting to tick back up a little bit, appraisers need to, to catch up to those numbers. Because remember, it was August, September right. when we started seeing things turn and you saw a little, not a dip in the prices, but you didn't see the craziness that was before, and those that sat on the market price too high, they came down in price, so.
0: I, at this point, if somebody was holding on to a house in the Raleigh area. They
3: need to list it if they want to sell. To it. Absolutely, it's a great time to sell. We're short inventory, we only have a couple months inventory, so we're short inventory still, so if you're thinking about listing yeah then definitely um, give us a call we'd love to help you let you know what your we can list your home for right wh- what the market analysis is and we can help you get ready
2: right.
0: to list we, it he, with us we've got Rhonda Benvy plumber of help me Rhonda interiors who's trying to give away our weekend gardener magazine that we put it all our booths and
4: why are you trying to give those away? I was trying to get uh, one of the ladies' attentions that I know.
3: <laughs> oh, okay. I, I knew, was I knew her, what she was doing. I she was, was waving, waving her down. down. Yeah. <laughs> we said it at the same time. So Wait, you can this tell we're related. <laughs> yes. On this show, we,
0: <laughs> we talk about, we, we've got a lot of contractors that come in, a lot of people who help you with your home, A, for when you're living in it, and B, for when you're selling it right okay Rhonda, tell me should should people pick up the phone if they think they're going to sell in another six months and have you have you come in
4: absolutely i do that a lot for you know a lot of realtors like tanya you know kind of come in and say okay how can we make this house the most it can be when right. I'm getting ready to sell it. What are a few things that I can do to upgrade it a little bit? Maybe it's, you know, paint the cabinets. Maybe it's just adding some new lighting, updating the lighting. Maybe it's new faucets, right? new knobs on the cabinets, just little tweaks that can make things look a, a lot better. When you're talking about, you know, knobs, uh, lighting fixtures, right. you know, all that kind of thing. it's. It's synonymous to like changing your accessories on your outfit if you're a woman. Yes. You can make a, a one outfit look totally different just by changing the accessories. That's true for a house. Right. You know, new knobs on cabinets
3: can completely oh, it change can the look. Completely makes it look more updated. Yeah. 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 It, Gives it, it a wow factor. And, and that's what you're looking for. Yeah. Right. You want to have that wow factor. You want it to show in the pictures when Mm -hmm. it's being listed you want people to see that when they walk through the door what's different about your house that's going to make me say i want
4: this exactly exactly and just little tweaks is sometimes all you need now that might not be the case if you live in a 1970 house that haven't been updated since 1970. i walked (laughs) through those houses (laughs) we were
0: trying to buy a house yeah and it was a 1970s we called it the brady house right every house we looked at had a nickname one was the wallpaper house, <laughs> the, and then there was the Brady house. It was a nice ranch, uh, but they didn't look like they'd been d- done anything to it.
4: I mean, that's what you got to be. If you want a house like that, yeah. you've got to be looking for that. Yeah. And as Tanya can attest, if somebody's looking for a house like that, they're not wanting to pay top dollar. They're coming in knowing that they're going to have to put a lot of money into it. Right. Right? <laughs> you know, so most people, you know, need to know that. If you have an old house and you haven't updated it at all you're not going to get top money for it i
0: I want to avoid overspending on the updating because i've been told the bathroom of the kitchen are very expensive to do Mm -hmm. and maybe it's not the sharpest idea to update the bathroom of the kitchen just before i sell
3: it it depends it really does there's some cases where i wouldn't do it yeah um you're going to lose money Go ahead and let the buyers do that and price it accordingly. Right. But then there are some cases that, if you do it, you might could, you know, get your return on investment. Right. It just really depends. That's a case by case situation, and I hate to blanket say yes or no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is true. Like sometimes I, I
4: say, okay, well, we can do that, but it would be like you know, in the south, they say putting lipstick on a pig. That's yeah. right. Oh, right. I that and kind. I don't think that. You're going to get any return for that. In other words, you would be better off just listing it for a little less and not wor- and dealing
3: with it right. if you weren't going to do it right.
0: How about painting? Uh, Is that I always a good idea?
3: If the walls are awful, yeah. You know, like I have a listing coming up, and I just told Rhonda, I said, "Hey, what do you? What's your schedule like this week? We're going to put. They're going to paint." And they're going to put new carpet in because it was a very well-loved home,
2: oh, so yeah. to speak.
3: Right, right. right. A lot kids, they just well-loved right. where there's stuff all over the walls. That's going to give you a lot in value just by painting and carpet because otherwise sometimes it's hard for people to see past that. And they come up with all these negative thoughts where if you right. put a little money into that, then it could raise the cost of it, but it also raises the marketability and right. it makes someone make a decision quicker yeah. that they could do that and move right in rather than, oh, I've got to close on it, then i got to paint, then I've got to do the, the right. floors, right? yada, yada, yada. Some people just can't look past that home being ready to move in. And I think when, too... When I go in and I'm
4: helping these clients figure out what to do um, along with the realtor, you have to put yourself in a buyer mode if you're selling. Like if I were going to come in and buy this house, what would I think? You know, if you you have a house that, you know, there's black around the edges of the carpet because it had never been updated, Mm -hmm. the faucets have never been updated, nothing has Mm -hmm. ever been updated, in a buyer's mind, that also says, well, gosh did they keep up with the hvac absolutely all did the they, mechanicals did yes. they keep up with yes. their house at all if if they didn't keep up with what we can see how yep. about what we can't, can't see, see? you know so that's the thing you have to think about as well
0: it's like when you're test driving a car and you put on the windshield wiper fluid and there's no fluid in it.
3: right
0: well, that same person did they keep up on the oil change right, right that's
3: a simple thing right. they could have taken care of just right. i mean even to the fact if people list it it's just newly listed and they didn't even take the time to clean it thoroughly to give right. it a deep clean yeah then that really raises red flags yeah exactly oh i bet the hvac in the crawl space is a hot mess yeah you know?
0: yeah all right we're talking with tanya wicker hunt of wicker squared at colwell banker howard perry in walston and Rhonda Benvy plumber of help me ronda interiors why does this show sound funny today because we are Live at the Jim Graham Building, North Carolina State Fairgrounds. We'd love to see you here. we got about 45 minutes before the show is done. Uh, do you guys have booths? You do, don't, I you? don't. you? I don't.
4: You um, don't? I, I used to. Sometimes I speak at these shows.
0: Yeah.
4: Um, I'm not speaking at this one. I spoke uh, at the last one. But um, sometimes I do have these just Ask the Designer series. People come in and ask questions.
0: How about but, you? Are, are you here?
3: I'm, no, no, we don't have a booth. That's no. fine.
0: That's fine then the best way to see us and to talk with us is to either pick up the phone and call 919-860-9783, or this is the alternative. Come on down where the Jim Graham building will be for a while. Rhonda Benvy Plummer of Help Me Rhonda Interiors and Tanya Wicker Hunt of Wicker Squared at Colwell Banker, Howard Perry in Walston. We are live at the Jim Graham building on FM 98.5 and AM680 WPTF. (music) AM680 WPTF live from the Jim Graham building at the North Carolina State Fairgrounds. We'd love to see you here. Rhonda Benvy Plummer of Help Me Rhonda Interiors and Tanya Wicker Hunt of Wicker Squared at Colwell Banker. Howard Perry and Walston. Rhonda, tell me about something you're doing these days.
4: What What projects you got doing? doing? What are you doing? So a lot of remodels going on. That's big around here. Um, I think people are trying to stay put. I mean, especially I've noticed a lot of older people, they have found out that, you know, for them to downsize and move to a uh, more place, they're going to spend a whole lot more money than just staying put and remodeling. right you know so it's i'm doing a lot of remodels
0: there some of it is my wife and i are in this situation we'd love to you know at some point move right but the bank has got to agree with us on that move they we really have we we bought we bought when we got a low interest rate
3: right right unless you're paying cash yeah you got to go by the bank rules
0: i got to go by the bank rules well i mean the bank will loan me whatever money within reason that i I want but honestly i'm going to pay a much higher interest rate than i've got now so right being a being a person than i am i'm just going to stay put right
4: and i think that's put
0: for a while renovate
4: i think that's happening for a lot of people if they don't have to move you know some people have to move their jobs moving or you know they decided maybe raleigh is not the place for them or this area but you know people who don't technically have to move i think they're staying put and redoing so a lot of that i do everything so yeah. you know the remodels are big right now it seems like everybody is wanting window treatments right now it's yeah. kind of funny in my business it's we kind of make fun of it but it's just like you know i'll have one call for window treatments and then i'll get 10 you know yeah. window treatments and it'll be like all i'm doing is window treatments and then the next couple of months it'll be everybody wants a sofa you know and you and know people so.
0: should feel comfortable just picking up the phone and saying "Rhonda, i want window treatments yes to me that sounds like a that's a small thing that's a small finagle
4: well there are a lot of designers that um unless they're doing you know a whole room or a whole project um, they will not do it right Um, i'm not that way so if you want just a paint color i'll come see you um, if you want, you know, to do just one room, and you don't, you need furniture, window treatments, paint, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'll do that. Um, if you want to just buy a sofa, and you you just are tired of finagling all the furniture stores, yeah. you can't find what you want, then I'll come and help you with that.
0: I don't think so. I've ever felt comfortable in a furniture store. Here you go. Thank you. Enjoy. I've never felt comfortable in a furniture store because I've been a salesperson right and i've never seen more desperate people in my life <laughs> than the fellow hi how are you yeah i'm i'm fine i just want to look at the sofas and you walk 10 feet and another person hi, hi uh, I'd, lo- I'd love to help you right. yeah i know you would
4: yeah so she, the good thing about you know with me is i have all the major you know brands and i have all the fabrics yeah and i come to your house so we're in your lighting everything is good i have good. i have set touched and felt every one of those sofas <laughs> you know when i go to high point market which is next weekend yeah you know i have i have felt them all i know what's going to fit a six foot three man i know what's going to fit a five foot foot four woman yes, yes. and which one is a good compromise between mm-hmm. the the two all right, right? J- you know so
0: jackie is on the line from durham don't mean to okay. stop That's you right. there jackie welcome to the radio program you are live on Making Your Home Great. How you doing, Jackie? I'm
3: doing great. I'm Good from a couple weeks ago.
0: Yeah. What's going on? Remember
3: I called in and I had the old house.
0: You had the old house?
3: Yeah,
4: remember you said what kind of house do you have? And I said it's the old house. Oh. So oh is this Jackie?
0: Yeah, it is yes. Jackie. Hey
4: Jackie! Yes, <laughs> so Jackie called I'm in. in yeah, Jackie called in the last time I was on. Yeah. And You know, she had a few questions, and I talked to her, and Jackie ended up calling me, and I went out to her house. Mm -hmm. And, Jackie, your house is not old at all. It's fabulous. Just (laughs) She needed a little advice on whether to paint some wood and, um, you know, paint colors and that type of thing. I so enjoyed meeting uh, Jackie and her neighbor.
3: (laughs) It was great. Yeah, it was was an awesome consult. And just so you know, I'm out here staining my old music box that you told me about so oh I'm there you go with what you recommended enjoying the sun i just wanted to say you were awesome
4: oh thank you i appreciate that i enjoyed y'all very much that day
0: well jackie I, i'm gonna I, i'm gonna tell you what i'm gonna send you some food uh, i wish i could send you fresh food but i'll just give you a gift certificate you go out and go to high park barn grill the place for lunch and dinner with daily food and drink specials including the fried chicken Prime rib, $6 burger on Fridays, indoor and outdoor seating available, 625 East Whitaker Mill Road in Raleigh. Is that, that okay for good. you, Jackie?
3: That sounds awesome. And, and Rhonda also
4: turned me on to a great um, painter who came out. She's just yeah. awesome. Oh, so Thanks. good. Good, good, good. All right.
0: You got a painter?
4: Oh yeah, so I I have every sub in the world that you can think of. So if you if you need it if you need a plumber, an electrician, a painter, a floor installer, a, a trim guy, anything, I've got it. Let yeah, me just you know. tell you the
0: yeah. one thing about one thing about this radio show. When Rhonda's here and when Brock is here, <laughs> you are in the network. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You talk to Brock, Brock, I need an H V A C person. Oh, okay. Yeah. I need a painter. I need somebody who really does short stone walls. He'll get you somebody, and right. you'll get them too. Exactly. In All
4: other right. words, we've been in the business so long, and we're out and about, and we see it. Plus, I use them in my re- remodel jobs.
0: All so, Jackie, a good, gonna, good thing to know. Jackie, go ahead. I'm sorry, I keep cutting you off.
3: No, I was just saying, awesome. It was just a great exchange.
0: Okay. Uh, Terrific. All right. I'm going to put you on hold, or we're going to put you on hold, and we're going to pick up with you and uh, get your details. Rhonda Venvey Plummer of Help Me Rhonda Interiors is here, along with Tanya Wicker Hunt of Wicker Squared at Colwell Banker, Howard, Perry, and Walsh.
4: Thanks, Jackie. All right,
0: thank you, thank Jackie. Thank you. Tanya, talk to me about uh, about uh, new homes. Can I pick up the phone and call you when you
3: sell me a new home? Absolutely. I think sometimes we help with new construction, Yeah. resales, land, you know, townhomes, to deta- um, condos. Yeah. Yes. In fact, I um, I have worked in new custom home neighborhoods. Yes. Since I started about 13 years ago as a relief agent. I'm actually working out at a neighborhood this weekend. Yes. Left it to come here for the home show, <laughs> Creedmoor Manor. Yes. Um, and they're like 1.4 plus with some great custom builders in the area. But sometimes people think that with a new construction home that they don't need a realtor, but they actually do.
0: Why is that?
3: It's because that agent who's working for the, is working for the builder, and they're not going to have your best interest. So the builder pays the commission, so why not have someone that's working for you and looking out for your best interest to walk you through what they do every day? Mm -hmm. And, you know, people buy one home in their lifetime to... A dozen homes. Right. So if you're not familiar with all the ins and outs and that's not what you do every day, then it's good to have some money on your side. You know, there's lots of things. I like for my buyers, if they're building from the ground up, if it starts, if they get in, you know, before it's through drywall, to get a pre-drywall inspection. Even though the city has people come out for inspections, it's another set of eyes on that home. And for... The amount you're paying for the home it's a small percentage to just have a pre drywall inspection done so
0: your electrical Mm -hmm. plumbing HVAC right before the
3: insulation is in my contractor my inspector will come out yes and you know it takes him about three hours and he gives a very detailed report and we pass that along to the builder because when you are buying a new home it should be perfect you know when you're buying a resale it's yeah. not going to be perfect right because it's been lived in so there are going to be things that you as a homeowner are going to have to take care of mm-hmm. especially cosmetic things right but as a new construction then
4: it should be in perfect shape i think the um a new house at the very end when everything's done an, an outside inspector should come in and oh, inspect well, the house no, for I, have,
3: I have an inspector come for the pre-trywall inspection and mm-hmm. then a final inspection mm-hmm. um right before we do the orientation and he's looking from top to bottom interior and exterior and there are you know there are things that they find i mean i don't care how good the builder is there's all or if they've had the county inspections there's always something that somebody misses so it's another set of eyes so it's wonderful if there's only two or three things that way you know i've got a great house but then if he finds you know maybe five six seven Eight things, yeah. Guess what? Wouldn't you rather those be found before you close on it?
0: Right. I, I wish. At one point, we were having. I sound like a big shot. We're having a house built for us. In fact, they were building it anyway. We were just going to buy it. We signed a <laughs> signed a contract, right. and then from there on in, I had like one or two choices for everything that went in, flooring, well, that's, wall track home. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah. a track yeah. home. So yeah.
3: And, and that's pretty common now. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they're going to go ahead and make all the selections for the buyers. There are some builders that are allowing um, buyers to make those selections. Okay.
0: We are we're going to take a quick break for news. Be right back on Making Your Home Great on WPTF. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Here's what I'm going to do. Next year, when they print out the Weekend Gardener magazine, yes, I'm going to make sure that the next page, like the first page, has got a big ad for making your home great. It needs to. Then we can just rip off the cover and hand them out as the Making Your Home Great magazine.
3: (laughs) They're here at our booth.
0: Absolutely, we need a magazine. Or
3: just turn the front cover. Just be nice. Turn the front cover back. And And then it'd be that was us. Yeah. Yes.
0: If that was us, that'd be perfect. All right. We are here live at the uh, Jim Graham building, North Carolina State Fairgrounds. Rhonda V Plummer of Help Me, Rhonda Interiors at Tanya Wicker Hunt of Wicker Squared at Colwell Banker, Howard Perry in Walston. I got a good question for Tanya. Yeah, please. What is the difference? I've never known
4: this, and, you know, I'm 58 years old, and I want to know the answer to this. Oh, my. Is,
3: what's the difference between a condo and a townhouse? All right, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. So the... Condo, you own the space within, and your insurance you get an HO6 type of insurance for just your personal belongings inside. Where yeah. a townhouse, you actually own the land, so you could get a survey, you know, you own gotcha. that exterior, even though it's attached. Oh, okay, yeah, and lenders, some lenders may not do a condo the loan process for a condo versus a townhouse is totally different because it's huge with the hoas
4: because you don't own the land you don't own the land land. you just own the the space inside inside. you don't
3: even own the walls (sighs) gosh now you got me on that one you learned that when
0: you own the drywall but not the drywall i think you probably own
3: the
4: walls inside but not the outside right Right. Right. wow okay amazing there you go i've always wondered that yeah yeah
0: here's my question about that kind of thing where where would be a good investment i'm not looking to to then rent it out but if i was gonna buy would you suggest condo or townhouse
3: it really depends on the individual yeah i love a condo yeah i love a townhouse here one difference is beside the insurance i mean your insurance is lower because what you're paying for is just your belongings. Okay. But also your HOA is usually a lot higher with a condo because there's so much more that the association takes care of. The roof and the outside. It's just the whole building and the amenities and everything. So it really depends on the person. I I love condos because you can go high. You know, if if you like seeing out, you know, you may be a bottom floor condo. But sometimes people don't like having to go through an elevator to get to their unit. Right. You know, they like having where you can just, you know, you walk in, you have your own space. You have a little bit of a backyard with a townhouse. In a condo, you don't.
0: And and, and which one is I don't have to do the maintenance at all? Or is that for Well, it's both. I mean, a townhouse,
3: yeah, your exterior maintenance is taken care of.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Tanya Wicker Hunt of Wicker Squared at Colwell Banker, Howard Perry in Walston, here with Rhonda Benve Plummer of Help Me Rhonda Interiors. Due diligence. Has due diligence calmed down? Because there was a time when in order to buy a home, now this is not a down payment, but the money you would have to give to the seller was huge amounts.
3: Right. We have seen that. It calmed down a lot um, when the market settled a bit. Right. We are seeing a trend with due diligence trending back up. Not to the craziness right. that it has before, but once again, it's a case-by-case situation. If you're in a multiple offer, that house is a hot house. Yeah. It's in pristine condition, yeah. awesome location. You've got several multiple offers. You know, it's under contract that first couple of days, then it's up to the buyer. We yeah. can't predict what each buyer is going to put in for due diligence. So that's really the buyer deciding on their own how much do you want this house, right? right. And right. that's why you're seeing over list price happen again with these homes that are ideal homes. Right. Where are you seeing that mostly in this area? I, I Several over. All yeah. over. Yeah. Yeah.
0: If we're if we're getting into specifics on uh, on you know towns, we all know Johnston County is hot right about now, and there's a lot of building. There's a lot of growth
3: on. in there going on, but,
0: but there's still individual houses, right, in Apex, Holly Springs, Fuquay, and Raleigh, that are not necessarily. Um, they're they're a big deal too. And, and you can get multiple offers on them, and yet at the same
3: time, people can't afford them. Yeah. Well, they shouldn't be looking if they can't afford them. Oh, well. Well, I mean, so you the lender is going to approve you just what you can afford. Right. You know, a lot of people are, are, if you're smart, you're going to be shopping for a house under what you can afford. Right. And then sometimes you may have to go above that list price in order to get it. Uh-huh. But then again, it may not appraise for where you submit an offer and you go under contract. And it's up to the buyer to pay that difference if it well, doesn't Tanya, appraise.
0: Well, Tanya, I'd like to I'd like you to meet my wife who is standing right over there. Hi.
3: Tanya. And, and from,
0: <laughs> I wish you had met her 10 years ago. I wish okay. I had too. We were looking at houses that were on the edge of what we could afford right and in fact we bought beyond what we could afford but you know we we managed to just eat ramen noodles for a while well, that's why you don't want to be house
3: poor right
0: no <laughs> oh, i don't want to be out yeah right. so,
3: so you want to be able to live your life and enjoy your home not feel like you can't enjoy life because your house payment's too high
0: right um
3: we bought we did pretty well on the sale
0: Is there any place I can buy and do pretty well on the sale 10 years from now?
3: I mean, if I had a crystal ball, yes. (laughs) But it would be hard not to do well if you bought anywhere in the Triangle area because everything's branching out. So I think anywhere in our radius, um, if you buy now and you hang on to it, the value is going to increase. Right. There are cases where there's certain things about. Does it back up to like? I had some buyers. They were looking and they were desperate to find a house yeah. in the craze of it. And he was looking up to 1.3 million. Yeah. And there was one house in um, near North Hills, but it backed up to 440 right mm. there, and you could hear the boom, boom. I mean, people don't care, but it was crazy the price of it am went in multiple i mean he offered yeah. on it yeah. but then it became a multiple offer situation and he's like i just don't you know i just yeah. don't know if i feel that and i said let's think now right now people are desperate to have a house right but when the market calms down which it has even at this point yeah if there are things about that house that another buyer is going to be like I don't want to buy a house that backs mm. to 440. I right. don't want to buy a house that has a super steep driveway, an incline or a decline. Right. I don't want to buy a house that's in a flood zone. I don't want to buy a house that's backs to 540. I mean, it just depends. Right. If there are things about that house, possibly you may not, you know, it, the value may not increase a ton. Power right. lines, the power lines. The about power you, lines the, you yeah, know, houses that have So the power while lines it may appeal them. and they sell, yeah, but and it may appeal, but but your your pool of buyers. Anytime right. you have something negative about your house, then your pool of buyers goes down. Right. So, it's there. it's up to the individual. I mean, it may not bother you and you're fine, but just know when you're get ready to sell, these may be things that either cause it to stay on the market a little longer yeah. or cause the price not to be as high as you would want it to be. And to all those um,
4: builders and remodelers out there, yeah. make a decent size kitchen. Absolutely.
3: Yes. Yes, because
4: a small kitchen would deter a buyer more than anything else yes. in the world. Hmm. Right. And you, you go into some kitchen that's you know, they got three cabinets. <laughs> I mean, seriously. It needs to be functional. It needs to, to be functional. Hmm. And so, I mean, I see some plans now, new houses that, you yes. know, a, a client will call hmm. me and they'll show me this plan. And I'm like, um, yeah. it I, I, this kitchen is not going to be feasible. But you see, when you've got people who are not used to looking at plans, who are not used to, you know figuring out dimensions of things they, they have no clue they're looking at that on the paper and go okay well there's a kitchen right, right. i'm looking at it or tanya even could look at it or, or whatever and going um where are you gonna put your silverware right i yeah. mean seriously some of them are that bad
0: we we bought a house that didn't have a dishwasher what <laughs> yes we bought oh it's a beautiful house so we bought the thing we actually moved cabinets around. Right, we, right. we made it happen. We put in the dishwasher. But, you know, it was a devil of a time doing it, and getting that upgrade was not a small expense. Right. And when we were done, I didn't want to be the next person who had to move that dishwasher out of there, you know, to service it. Right. Forget it. We put in the floor afterwards. The The point is you want to take care of those things before you've Before you move in. Yeah, like
3: yesterday I was showing a house to some clients. They're repeat clients, and they really like the house. But I had to point out a couple of things to them. Um, Because my job isn't to make a sale. My job is to help someone find their home. Yes. And that they're going to be happy in that home, right? Um, Right. it, It was nice downstairs, nice layout for them. The yard was a little... You know, we got to figure that out. So that was one negative and things that you couldn't change. But upstairs, it was three bedrooms and a bonus, but only one bathroom, which would be okay if it had a double sink. It was a one bathroom for three bedrooms with a very thin single sink. And I told him, I said, this is going to be an issue for a lot of buyers because they're going to say, I'm going to have possibly three kids sharing that little sink and it's going to be an issue i mean much less some would say i would need at least two bathrooms up here but if you're going to settle for one it needs to be roomy and it needs to have two sinks so i said that's something to think about and there was no place to extend it Right, Because right? we looked at the walls. There's so you've got to think of those things. Even when I have buyers go, I don't care. I'm going to be in this house forever. Life happens. Right. Yeah. And when people yes. say I'm going to be it forever, that's the plan. But the plan always changes. <laughs> always. <laughs> those of us always. who came to the
0: came to the state fairgrounds today. By the way, we're at the Jim Graham Building at the uh, uh, Southern Ideal Home Show. He, there's some construction. Happening in the area, and I, I always do this when I'm riding in the car. I'm looking at the people who are dealing with the construction. Somebody bought a house. Yeah, it backs up on Wade Avenue, but you know Wade Avenue is never going to get. They're never going to need to make it wider. Or, yeah, it's you know near near five forty Blue Ridge Road, but it's they're these trees. They block my view. They're never going to go. And some poor person is sitting there right now looking at the construction uh-huh. from the back deck. Right. Um, You've got to think about these things. All right. Rhonda Benvy Plumber of Help Me Rhonda Interiors. She's not a plumber.
3: She just, <laughs> she she, just she, married one. <laughs> oh, well, there you go.
0: But it t- doesn't have a B in it, does it? No. No, no B. I did spell your name correctly. You did. Rhonda Benvy Plumber of Help Me Rhonda Interiors and Tanya Hunt of Wicker Square to Colwell Banker, Howard Perry in Walston. This is Making Your Home Great, live from the Jim Graham Building on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Making Your Home Great, FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Live from the Jim Graham Building, North Carolina State Fairgrounds, FM 98.5. AM six eighty WPTF. Rhonda Benby Plumber of Help Me Rhonda Interiors and Tanya Wicker Hunt of Wicker Squared at Colwell Banker, Howard Perry in Walston. Rhonda, talk to me about some projects that that, that I can get into under five grand that are going to improve my house.
4: Under five grand. Under five grand. Uh-huh. I, <laughs> Woo, that's the a hard budget one. is five grand. She, she can give you a new welcome Matt. <laughs> <laughs> So okay. under five grand I would say what we were kinda of talking about before. Um, you know, this would be like maybe your knobs and maybe it's been a while and you yeah. can maybe update your knobs. A couple of lights a couple of light fixtures, changing out a few light fixtures that may be dated or not the right size. I go to a lot of houses and the lighting is just not the correct size. Yeah. Like it'll be way too small. Like especially those builder you know the like the track homes. They put yeah. in like a, a light over a kitchen table that's like 18 inches. Well, I'm sorry, but that's way too small. Yep. It Needs to be more like 24, 26. So those types of things could bring a lot of mm-hmm. little umph to your house. Or maybe maybe all of that is already updated. And the next things that could update your house would be like you know doing a a wall. You know, yeah. just like a, a nice accent wall or putting wallpaper, you know, somewhere yes. like maybe a powder room or the back wall of your bedroom wall, you know, or something. Just adding that little extra decor
0: the, items. The concept of an accent wall or, you know, a, what is that an what you call Accent wall. An accent uh-huh. wall. Is that you're picking a color that would be unique as opposed to the simple gray.
4: Uh-huh. And if you're going to paint it.
0: It could also be
4: wallpaper. It could be a wood feature. You know, there's a lot of different things that constitute an accent wall. It's just a wall that's different from the other three.
0: It is. Yeah. All right. I I mentioned the budget because my wife is in the building. (laughs) And 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 is she
3: listening right now? Well,
0: if she catches wind of a project that will cost a lot of money, she's going to go ahead and jump on it. Right. All right. Tanya Wicker Hunt of Wicker Square at Colwell Banker Howard Perry in Walston. Why should we call you guys at Wicker Square?
3: Because we're going to be by your side. We're not going to pass you off yeah. to a junior agent, a coordinator. We're going to be there. We're a full service team. Yeah. We're going to walk you through the process step by step, whether it's your first home or your 15th home, whether right. you're an investor. Whether you want a lot of help or a little help, we're going to be there. Um, also, we have, just like Rhonda does and Brock does, we have a ton of, of contractors and vendors right. that I'm we use. I'm yes. one <laughs> of Yes. Rhonda her. is yeah. one of my favorites. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so, we're going to be able to help you streamline it by we'll take that burden off of you make the phone calls, set up the appointments right. meet with those contractors you know schedule the attorney schedule the inspectors yeah. you know we've got lenders that we can refer you right. we're a full service shop
0: you get you got an inspector can help me avoid a problem that's right down the road
3: yeah and like i said we try to be we want to be a teacher to help you not I just want to sell you a house. I think sometimes I talk people out of buying a house because, I mean, if it's not the right house for them or I think I've gone to a couple of listing appointments before and I'm like, your house is amazing. Why are you selling this? They end up not selling. (laughs) Like, well. (laughs) But still, I mean, people need to feel comfortable. It's a huge decision, you know, and sometimes people may jump into that and then they have remorse. So I'm very, you know, careful that, yeah, you know, I want to make sure my client is happy.
2: Yeah.
3: Because you know what? We want them to refer us to people. And a lot of my business is from repeat clients right. and referrals. All, the, that's right. the majority of my business actually is that way. So, it's very important.
4: I've you actually know. had that's a good point because I've actually had other designers, you know, go, "Why do you waste your time going to like a pain appointment yeah. or you know, just to do a window treatment or, you know, or something like that. And I'm like, I don't look at it as a waste of time. First of all, I'm making money. My dad taught me a little money was better than no money. That's true. And yeah, you yeah, never yeah. know that person who they could know. have a friend that has a three million dollar house they're building that needs right. a designer, right. right? You know, in other words, it's all about making relationships right. and making referrals. And if you you look at your business as a relationship versus a business, you're gonna you understand a little bit more on why you do the little things that are just a little extra.
0: Rhonda Benvy Plummer of Help Me Ronda Interiors. How do I get in contact with Rhonda?
4: So my website is helpmerondainteriors.com. Oh, yeah. And the number is 919-263-9054. 9054.
0: In a previous job, I used to write down telephone numbers all the time. Uh 919-263-9054.
3: That is correct.
0: All right. Now, we're not done with the program, but Tanya Wicker Hunt, how should we get in contact with you or Julie Wicker Crisco?
3: Well, you can contact me at 919-368-3996, or you can reach us via our website at wickersquared.com.
0: wickersquared.com. We should explain that... You're Wicker squared because both Connie and Julie have the maiden name, Wicker. Correct. Because you're cousins. We're
3: cousins, yes. And you're not sure how... I don't know. We're like fourth or fifth cousin, so and we've been best friends. We g- both grew up in Sanford, and yeah. then Rhonda here is my first cousin because our moms were sisters. Yes, but Rhonda is not related to Julie, right?
0: Not related at all to Julie. Yeah. Right. that's Tanya's other side. Dad's, her dad's side, side, the Wicker, and, and then Rhonda
4: side. is from my mom's her side. side. Her my mom's mom and my mom and her mom were sisters.
0: Yeah. So Rhonda doesn't mm-hmm. have Wicker in her name at all. No, no, no. no. but we're
4: having the balls. Yeah. What's that? The Balls. Balls? B- yeah. B-A-L-L-S was this... our, their maiden name.
0: That's funny. Uh-huh, you right. know, I had a fella walk up to me once. He says, um, my half-brother's half-brother was over at the house. The <laughs> <laughs> a, Wait a minute.
4: Let me <laughs> think that about make, that. Does that make you a quarter <laughs> or <laughs> it,
0: a he, he got out a piece of paper and a pencil to explain to me how this works. Right. So, so. you're not related to Julie at all.
3: No, No. Because it's. So my ex husband, he's from California yes. and they just don't have the large families. Right. Like he didn't grow up with that. He could not figure out all the cousins and the aunts and the uncles and he would he would think his nephew
0: Yes. Yes. He
3: wouldn't understand cousins were nephews or <laughs> what aunts and uncles were. I mean it was a And hilarious. as soon as your, as
0: soon as your cousins get older, they become uncles.
3: no (laughs) they still remain cousins
0: they still
4: remain cousins so you know because her mom and my mom were one that were two of nine yeah there was nine kids so when we were growing up there was a lot of us running around
3: yeah
0: we should we should make the point that though wicker squared is tony wicker hunt and julie wicker crisco there's a lot more behind it as well i mean there are other people in your organization who are going to help you out?
3: That's right. We have other um, buyer agents that can help, or not just buyer agents. Agents yeah. on our yeah. team and an admin. Yes.
0: So, if somebody's selling a house or buying a house, pick up the phone and call you. Yes. Yes. All right. Um, Rhonda Benvy Plumber of Help Me Rhonda Interiors. I, I want a project that's 10000 or more now. Oh, got about gosh, you have minute.
4: doubled your budget. Yeah, I've doubled my There's budget. There's your wife. I'm going to tell her. No, get she's
0: not no, no. <laughs> Keep walking, honey. Keep walking. All right, we're all right, we're all we're all out of time. How do we get in contact with you again?
4: 919-263-9054 or com.
0: And that, my friends, is the show. Thank you very much. I hope you get a chance to go to the Jim Graham building for the For the home show this weekend, this is Making Your Home Great on WPTF.